Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Tumpte. Hump day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home. And cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. And uh, took my sweatshirt off, and uh, yeah, went into the little. We'll, we'll just say that uh, Spencer's in a sticky situation to start off the afternoon. <laughs> well, I but took it off, so I'm not. Not a hairy situation. Just a sticky situation. Just we'll a leave sticky it at that. Situation. Um, let's get into it, guys. Last night on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube, we had a opening EPAC action between Jefferson and Martinsburg. And uh, it started out to be a very good game and then kind of tailed off towards the end as Jefferson kind of took over at the end. Yeah, it was a really good game uh, early on. Martinsburg grabbed an early lead, had a one-point lead at halftime, uh, and it looked like the Bulldogs had a great chance to win the ball game last night, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Spencer's what's so just, funny, Colin? Spencer's just falling apart here. I'm to start off apart. the afternoon after he accidentally drops his. I'll just have to Hold on. First, it was our refrigerator the, at our apartment. Into the what is it? Is it a mousetrap? The sticky yeah. mousetrap. Yeah. He now just took a sip out of his. Yeti, and it just started spilling all over the polo while you were talking. And it was on TV, too. And it was on TV, too. What a guy. Need the instant replay. I apologize. Get back to your point. Just looked at the instant replay. You can't really see it. Yeah. Well, anyway. It's a day, guys. It was a 40-39 game at halftime. It seemed like Martinsburg had a great chance to pull off what would be a major upset against an experienced uh, Jefferson team who, on paper, we fought, had a good chance of winning the game handily, but I think Martinsburg showed its potential last night. Obviously didn't finish the ball game once Jefferson got into a role defensively and kind of were able to use their defense to lead the easy offense. Um, it became, you know, a, a Cougar route. Uh, you saw a great performance from Jenkins to lead the way. He had 27 points, uh, but the, the real X factor, Colin, was Wyatt Shively last night. Yeah, that's the point that I was going to bring up. The difference between Jefferson getting the win and Martinsburg not getting the win was when both teams started to get in foul trouble. It was Jefferson that had the depth because, as we mentioned during the pregame show, they had the experience compared to the youth that Martinsburg had, and that showed because it came to foul trouble and guys that don't typically score had to step up and do that and it was Jefferson that was able to get that done from Wyatt Shively with a very impressive 22-point night from a guy that averaged going into the game 4.8 points per game. Yeah. And yeah. That, was, that, that was the that difference. That was the biggest one. Yeah, I mean, you get 22 out of Shively, so he stands out in the win. Um, you know, Will Shively gave 13 points, so those were kind of the big three scores. And then Gene Gladney, I think, down the stretch was really impressive in the fourth quarter, made some big shots to finish with 15. So uh, Jefferson clearly has a high-powered offense, has a lot of different guys that can uh, go off. But, 
Also, we, we have to shout out Evian Blackwood for his game as well. 32 points. We're not going to see too many 30-point performances in high school basketball this year, especially in a loss. So, uh, incredible performance from him. LeQuay Clark pours in 16, and then Whitby had a solid effort with 10 points. But And we saw uh, a development on the Martinsburg basketball team. We did. and that, that's, that's a big development, I think. Yeah, Rashad Reed joined yeah. the team at some point. And uh, obviously, you know, great athlete on the football field. Looked a little lost last night, but it was his first action of high school basketball this year. So don't know what his experience is in terms of basketball. But, I mean, if you just joined the team in the last couple of weeks and then are thrown into a game against the best team in the Eastern Panhandle, uh, it can definitely be tough. But, you know, a big guy that can move like that could definitely be an asset for you on a basketball team. Uh, yeah, I would tend to agree with that. And I saw that yesterday, and I was thinking it. We were at the Martinsburg tournament, and uh, when I went down there to do the interview with Coach Rogers after the win at the, to end the Skip Fowler tournament, I was sitting there, and I, you know, I'd seen some football players. They were walking out of the gym, and I was like, I saw Aiden Fleming, I think, off the top of my head that I can remember, um, and, and a couple other football players. And I was sitting there like, you know, there's really besides Avion. And you know when it comes to like people, you, know, you got Braden Mott on there, or no? I don't. He does. I don't think he's on the team. Mott's anymore. on the team. He's still on the he's team. He's on the team. Um, I was like, there's not many Martinsburg football players that play basketball. Last year we saw a, a few, and I was like, it'd be interesting. Maybe a guy like Rashad Reed, just a you know a guy that's could be your five or your four or five. Doesn't yeah. really have the yeah. height to be a to be a true power for you know to be a true center. But in high school he does though. Yeah, that's six what I'm foot saying. three probably. In high school he does, and has the strength and size. And uh, they need that. They need something something like that because that's where Wyatt Shively just dominated. You know, Shively's not extremely tall either, but he's a big body. He's down also six three. Yeah, and you know he's he's a strong kid. So going up against him with Martinsburg's you know sophomores that aren't quite that big down low, they might have the height, but they don't quite have the strength. Um, Martinsburg needs a guy like that to be that presence, and, and Reed could do that. And he did finish a layup. Um, he looked decent when he was in there, but obviously, you know, trying to learn and that's the system why I thought and stuff that they like were going to put it in. But as you said, since it was his first game, he kind of seemed lost. I thought that's why Martinsburg was putting him in so that it would be that matchup intentionally, where he just kind of followed Wyatt Shively. But we didn't really see that because, as you mentioned, it was his first game with Martinsburg, so we kind of, unfortunately for Reed, seemed just a little lost out there. Yeah, and we don't know when he joined the team. So, I right. mean, there's a lot to be put in, you know, offenses, plays on the inbounds, all sorts Does of stuff it, you have to how learn. How much did he play basketball when he – Exactly. Yeah, I don't know what his either. basketball experience is, and yeah. there's a lot of things we'd have to ask Rashad about. But we know he's a good athlete. You know he's a big body that can move, uh, which is rare to see, you know, kids at that size that can move like that. So – very quick guy for yeah. his size. I think if you work with him, there's potential there. And he's only a junior, so he'll get better as the year goes on. And uh, he could be a guy for Martinsburg down the stretch, but as of right now, you know, there's not a whole lot of expectations, I think. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, Jefferson comes out victors in the first Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference games of the year of the season for these two teams 89-75 is the fire it was the final uh Jefferson improves to 4 and 2 on the year and 1 and 0 in the EPAC Martinsburg falls to 3 and 4 0 and 1 in the EPAC Jefferson has 
at home, St. Marie Goretti on Friday, and Martinsburg will host Spring Mills for their second EPAC game of the year. Uh, let's move on to the other boys' game last night. Hedgesville was at Washington in a 22-point victory for the Hedgesville Eagles. They win 64-42. Cam Wilkes led the way with 15 points. Elijah King had 12. Uh, they're back in action on Friday against Musselman, but Hedgesville now improves on the year to, I believe, 8-2, and 1-0 in the EPAC, while Washington falls to 2-4 and 0-1 and and in the EPAC. Uh, but a big win for uh, Hedgesville to open up conference play. Yeah, and I think for Washington, that's not too bad of a performance either, even though it's still you know a 20-plus point loss. Uh, a team with Hedgesville's offensive capabilities holding them in the 60s well, you'd like to probably to have a chance. Washington probably needs to hold them in the 50s, but only 62 points. That's not too bad for uh, considering some of the scores we saw last year, earlier in the year for Washington and a team like Hedgesville that goes about nine guys deep. Um, you know, I think it shows some positives for Washington as well. Obviously, we weren't at the game, so we don't have a lot to take away from it. But that's what you would expect. You'd expect Hedgesville to go on the road there and get a winner over Washington, but potentially they're getting a little bit better too and uh we'll see if that improvement continues to show and and we continue to see though Hedgesville is clearly going to be a force in the EPAC this year yeah and we know uh from talking with coach Church too that yes they have the offensive explosion capabilities but he's really focused on getting them to be stout on defense so holding Washington to 42 points is something that he can be pleased with and still be able to build off of for the rest of the season so a 22 point win is something to be happy with the get a start because we know this team is going to be one of the top teams in the epac yeah and uh, we'll move on to girls basketball last night girls they opened the epac their epac play with a 42 to 37 victory over jefferson as the cougars Fell to two and four and one and one in the EPAC, while Martinsburg improved to one and four overall and one and zero oh in the EPAC. And it was Coach Ronnie Fitzpatrick's first win at the helm of the Martinsburg program. And I think that's a big win uh, for Martinsburg to be their first win of the year, but because that gives them a leg up right now in conference play. That's a shocker. Absolutely is. I mean, I don't think anybody thought Martinsburg would get that win because it seemed like Jefferson had fixed what was its early season mistakes. Uh, you know, it has a pretty talented roster that has about three or four players that you can go to as consistent scorers. And so far, there hasn't been a player on Martinsburg that's really stood out. Um, so it seemed like they were getting better. We talked about it yesterday on the show. They had a close loss the other day to Buchanan Upshur. So it seemed like they were getting better. And I, I thought it would be maybe a little bit closer than we had originally thought when Jefferson plays Martinsburg and girls basketball, but uh, for them to get the win, that's a real surprise, and, and maybe that's what kind of sparks their season. So I, I think Coach Fitzpatrick has this program maybe going back toward where you want to see it, even though it is very early in the year, uh, to get that win and consistent good defense out of this team. I think there's some potential there for Martinsburg to be a team to look out for down the stretch. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a really good win. It is a very good win, and 
again, 1-4, in the EPAC is Martinsburg. They will take on Spring Mills tomorrow. And for Jefferson, they fall to 2-4, and 1-1 one one in the EPAC, and they take on St. Marie Goretti at home uh, tomorrow as well. Spring Mills also in action last night. They are now 4-0 with a lopsided 91-5 victory over St. James out of Maryland. Yeah, and that surprised me going into yesterday when we mentioned this matchup. I thought it was going to be a little more competitive because I know St. James, a private school in Hagerstown, so they are able to recruit, and they typically have a pretty solid boys team. So I went along with the fact that if they have a solid boys program in basketball, they probably should have one for girls too. But unfortunately for them, it did not seem like that was – the case I know uh, during the game that we had last night, you sent us a tweet from uh, Rick Koslowski of the Journal Spencer, who was there covering the game, and it was halftime. Spring Mills fifty-seven, the St. James two shots. Yeah, that that's insane. Of just a difference of level, and it's tough to I guess play a game like that and not feel like you're running up the score against an opponent but at the same time want teaching moments for everybody on your team if you're spring mills so it it, a win's a win obviously and a win like that you can't truly complain about but you also don't want to be accused of something that you weren't doing so i, I, I don't know if it, maybe I, I players know. were out for st james this isn't a I, I, very good no. team i don't think yeah, i mean I, but there must have been schedule. players out because i mean they did so they lost their opening game of the year 51 to 11 the but then Dover they from pennsylvania yes why well, the ia school right there spencer what your county school right there <laughs> shout them out the eagles <laughs> then they lost to lancaster mennonite out of hershey pennsylvania 42 35 so competitive game there yeah, they're not very good. Uh, they beat Oldsfields forty-two to four. I don't know who that is. They, they lost. Wait, to, they beat a team forty-two yeah, to four, yeah, and then they four. lost ninety-one to four. We're not. We're not. Jo- hold on. This? We're not laughing about them losing, Colin. I'm not. Uh, just... Then they lost to Oak Crest out of McLean, Virginia, forty-two to thirty. Then they beat King Abdullah Academy out of Herndon, Virginia, forty-eight to twelve. They lost to Mercer'sburg Academy, forty-two twenty-five. This just seems like a very weird outlier. Maybe they were missing some of their key I mean, players. I don't Spring know. Mills we're, we weren't there. Loaded. That's yes. Five players in double digits. So, And you look at these scores, like I said, they're they're not the best scoring outputs. So it's not too shocking here. And, and 91-5, I mean, maybe that's shocking. But it's just like the, the resume coming in, kind of you can kind of see it coming. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's a small private school. They're not yeah. going to match up with you know a team like Spring Mills. Um, it's a historic kind of game. I don't know. Uh, that has to be a record for the Cardinals, right? Eighty-six oh, point deficit. Jim Klein absolutely. chimes in. Which Jim Klein? I called you yesterday for a personal kind of business, and you didn't answer my phone call. Uh, you he don't said, have to "Call him out about that." He said, Jim. "He comments only sh- only a shocker because you didn't watch uh, Buchanan Upshur game. Martinsburg should have won that game against a very talented Buchanan Upshur team. Martinsburg is going to show themselves now. I, I hope they do, but I don't know if I speak for all three of us. I'm, I'll speak for myself. Going into the girls' basketball season, in my mind, the top three teams entering the season was Spring Mills." Jefferson 
Washington, and then maybe Martinsburg. We don't know because well, my of last biggest year question how is it was. still on Jefferson. So, yes, it's a shocker that Martinsburg gets the win over Jefferson, a team that made the state tournament last year. They have talent, obviously. They were able to get the win, and as Jim just said, it was a close one against Buchanan and Upshur. But when you look at those facts, it's still an upset and a shocker. Yeah. And the other point to be made is this was a Martinsburg team that won one game a year ago and yeah. then lost you know most of their production from the team last year. Including their probably MVP of the team. Yeah. Olivia so, Mayer. I mean, Jefferson comes back with a lot of production from last year. Not uh, quite the same team that they had a year ago, but they still have Jasmine Taylor and they have uh, Mackenzie Brezovic, who's one of the best players Olivia in Hedrick. this area. Olivia Hedrick, Hedrick has you know 6'4 size down low. So Going to play in college. Yeah. I mean, so on paper, it looks like Jefferson would win that game. I agree with Jim, though. Martinsburg's getting better. They're starting to show some things, and it's good to see him get a win uh, to maybe make EPAC play a little bit more competitive than what we initially thought because it looked like those three teams would just dominate everybody else. My point would be that, you know, when we talked uh, to Jefferson's head coach, he, he kind of seemed iffy about the season. So that kind of made me feel iffy if he was like, you know, I expected a lot of different players to come back out. They weren't. They didn't end up coming back out. That's where kind of got me. Was like, ooh, maybe they're not going to be the top team in the EPAC this year because of the way the coach was perceiving th- or the way I got what I got from from the head coach. But uh, yeah, that that does it for our segment recapping EPAC going around the EPAC segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On our side of this break, we'll preview our game to games tonight as Lockhaven comes to town to take on Shepard Women's, then Men's, 5.30 and 7.30. We'll back. We're back after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, 
not just Traeger, we carry Uts, Meat Church, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. This segment is sponsored in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer beddings, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360. Hack Wilson Way, you can go to Orsini's.com for more. Uh, again, got to roll with the punches, I guess. Not used to having to read that read there. <laughs> get over it. I am over it. I was just making a joke. Uh, let's get back into this one here. Uh, Shepherd men's and women's basketball tonight on TV 10. We'll start out with women's. They're taking on Lockhaven tonight and uh, still trying to look for their first win in the season, guys. Yeah, and uh, this is a, a decent Lockhaven team coming in. They have a few wins this year. So, uh, again, it's, it's an uphill battle every night for Shepherd women right now because of the, all the things that we've talked about. It feels like a million times on this show with this this team scenario. But um, you're playing at home. You've played a little bit better at home than on the road. Really, you had your best chance to get a win in conference play last time we were there, it seems like, uh, for this Shepherd women's team. So I feel like they have a new player on the team. I'm not aware Aubrey of Austin. I feel uh, like she not was a player not... that was on the roster last time. That's what I'm saying. I remember, at least. I went to look at the box score from the games the other day, and I saw her name, and I was like, that's weird. And then I didn't see her on the roster. And now, as of this moment, she is on the roster. So it looks like another player added to this. Coach Kaufman walking the halls of Shepard. Uh, transfer. Actually, she's Maybe a... she just got eligibility. Isn't there something weird like Andrew Taylor had for Marshall? I don't know. She transferred from Lenore Ryan, but she went to Oakdale High School in Maryland. Okay. There we go. I, I was going to say maybe potentially just somebody that waited a semester, but yeah, that could be transfer, right. Yeah. She yeah actually could have been a transfer. Could have been somebody that wasn't eligible, maybe academically, until the end of the first semester. I, I don't know. I don't, don't want to speculate. There's don't that don't whole speculate. situation when we were at Marshall. You got to get as much help as Taylor. you can for this team right that now. That reminds right? me of that kind of yeah. There's also the situation with uh, local product. Um, why am I blanking on his name? C.J. Burks. Yes. Yeah. C.J. Burks had a similar situation at Marshall where he wasn't eligible until the second semester. So, so could be the issue. We don't know. We'll have to ask tonight to get clarification. Uh, her, yeah, she's definitely new on the roster. There's no picture with her name on the roster. All right. So, a transfer from Lenore that Ryan. Help. How much does that help? She did get some playing time. So, I mean, we'll see. Anytime you have experienced college basketball players on your team, I think it could help a little bit. That was really what they were lacking uh, at this level, was having experienced D2 or, or higher players. So um, that's, that's definitely not a bad thing that they picked up another player. And like I said, I felt like they played their best in that home game. So maybe playing at home here tonight in a winnable, but not you know a favorite game against Lockhaven. But again, at this point when you're 0-10, I don't know if you have any game where you would say you'd be favored in, but... Uh, you know, there's a chance here for Shepard to potentially make things close and hopefully pull off that first one of the year. Yeah. Uh, Lockhaven coming into this one on the women's side, four and six. They're one and two on the road, two and three in the conference. Uh, but their non-conference schedule, 
included Glenville State, the reigning national champions, uh, Penn State, Altoona, Frostburg State, which they beat Frostburg State, Wheeling, and Virginia State. So they put together a pretty good non-conference schedule, which would make sense why they're four and six. Because, but they're also just two and three. Conference that game tonight at five thirty will go on the air on TV ten talk or TV ten WRNR TV on YouTube at five p.m. It'll be myself and Dylan Bishop on the call. Then over to the men's side for Shepherd, uh, things are looking a little bit better, and maybe you could see a team that Shepherd has this year going into uh, the the PSAC tur- tournament this year. Shepard right now on the men's side is 6 and 5. They are 2 and 3 at home and they're 3 and 2 in the conference. So they have a winning record in the conference, Nick. Yeah. Um Shepard's been good at times but coming off of one of its uh not great performance against Pitt Johnstown earlier in the year or earlier this this last week, whatever it was. Uh where Shepard lost that game and um, really had a poor first half performance. Second half was a lot better. Uh, but other than that, they'd either have won games in conference play or been very competitive. So this is a pretty good Lockhaven team. They're coming in 8-2, and two, uh, 4-1 and one in conference play. So definitely a good challenge for the Rams. Uh, but I like how Shepard's played at times this year. They've you know, had better opponents come in and, and played close with them. So should be, a, I think, a competitive game. If Shepard can execute in both halves, opposed to how they got off to that really poor shot start against Pitt Johnstown, which led to the loss uh, the other day, so chance to bounce back here uh, at home against a solid Lockhaven team. Looking forward to the game. Yeah, Lockhaven eight and two coming into this one, and it should be a, a good game, you'd think. And uh, for Shepard, when and if will we see? Cam Dorner. Uh, Cam Dorner. We'll have to figure that out tonight uh, to see if he is, in fact, going to play. I'm trying to see if he's still on the roster. I don't think he's on the roster. Okay. Well, then there maybe he decided just to play football, which makes a lot of sense because, I mean, you're going into football season each year. Shepard's going to be in competition for the region. So, I mean, you're going to be playing until December. And then to turn around and play basketball right after that is extremely tough. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he did decide just to play football. Yeah, it appears he's no longer on this year's roster. Which I mean, when we 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 had Coach Namlik or you guys had Coach Namlik on the show, right? When I was out, yeah. yes, he said that that could have been a possibility that he yeah. that he would not be on the team. It just depended on how he came out of football season, and it appears he is no longer on the roster. We'll have to double check, get confirmation on that uh this afternoon but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see how that goes let's look across the country there was uh some interesting games last night guys yeah and... i watched one for a little bit it was uh kansas who seemed like they had control how'd you watch that i was up after um uh, our game that we had when uh, we i was watched like kansas, i was Texas like what Tech. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah but as i was saying they had control for it seemed like probably 38 of the fans of that game and then Texas Tech came storming back in the end was able to tie it up I think at one point maybe even took the lead and then a uh, no call at the end whenever Texas Tech was trying to take the lead at the buzzer hold on for the final shot a no call on the foul 
caused a turnover, went the other way, did Kansas, and had a wide-open slam dunk to put the game away. And that's back-to-back games now that Kansas has really had to hang on and survive being upset against now Texas Tech and previously Oklahoma State. So hopefully that luck eventually runs out and that luck runs out starting Saturday because that's the next opponent for West Virginia. But that's one of the entertaining games that I got to see in the top 25 was Kansas uh, just barely surviving on the road against Tech. Yeah, Kansas, the third team in the nation. Uh, We saw an upset last night for the sixth team in the nation in the same conference. Uh, Kansas State upsets number six, Texas, 116-103. That was huge. Yeah, what happened there? What happened to Big 12 basketball when it's actually half those scores on the side? I don't know, but Kansas State should be ranked. Defensive. Can we call for Kansas State to be ranked? They're thirteen one, two and zero in the Big Twelve. Yeah. They got to get in the top twenty-five. They will. So, and then uh, number one got the upset. Game. What two days ago now? Yeah, yeah, Purdue was upset by Rutgers mm-hmm. the other night. So, yeah, we're getting into conference play in the college side, and uh, that's when things pick up a little bit. NFL season's winding down, so turn your attention to the college basketball season to get ready for March so you can win your bracket, right? There you go. Number seven, Alabama beats Ole Miss 84-62. to Number six, Tennessee all over Mississippi State 87-53. A big shocker last night, Pitt beats number 11, Virginia 68-65. That was at Pitt, so it could have, that must have been a, a great atmosphere at the end of the ball game where they were able to win. They scored 45 in the second half after being down 10 at halftime. It's a huge upset. It is, but as I was saying earlier, is the ACC just having a down year this year? I don't know, but Fresno State upset number 21, New Mexico, 71-67 as well. So there were a few upsets last night across the NCAA men's basketball arena i guess you would say yeah we're still in the early part of conference play so i think at this point in the year the rankings still don't necessarily i think indicate how good teams are until you get into toward the end of the season because you're going to see more and more upsets early in the year um but it's always good to see good college basketball and it looked like it was a good super tuesday last night we'll see what wednesday has for us i know there's a baylor Kansas State or somebody tonight. Somebody's playing tonight. Can't be TCU. Okay. It was a purple team. TCU. Baylor should be a good game. Yeah. Duke NC State. I mean, that's always potential. Iowa State, Oklahoma. UConn, Providence. Ooh, top 25 game, Missouri, Arkansas. That could be interesting. And then you got Baylor, TCU as well. But those are the games going on tonight. In I don't know about you guys, but nothing really intrigues me about Missouri, Arkansas. Just like hearing those two names. I mean, it's a, it's a ranked. Match. I know they're both ranked, but it's just like Missouri, Arkansas. Like, it just sounds like an ugly game. Yeah, it just sounds like when they were in the Big though, doesn't it? Yeah, there. It's a top twenty-five matchup, so that's yeah, all that matters. Yeah, all right. I know. I'm just saying. It just sounds like it's going to be like 55-54, which I guess would be a good game. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Go ahead, Spencer. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. We'll be back after this. We'll talk to NFL uh, reports coming out about what Washington will do this weekend at quarterback. An interesting scenario going on. Plus, Nick 
uh, un- un- finds out some information via Rich Eisen about the uh, Ravens-Lamar Jackson situation. We'll talk about that when we get back after this two-minute break here to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. is pleased to announce the relocation of our Berkeley Medical Center outpatient rehabilitation services to 1002 Tavern Road. This move gives Martinsburg Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation more room, more convenient parking, and a covered drive-up drop-off area. WV Medicine will continue to offer physical, occupational, and speech therapies for both adult and pediatric patients as well as specialized services. For more info on this new location and services provided there, call 304-264-1214. Faced with an unplanned pregnancy, Abacare can help. Located at 319 South Raleigh Street in Martinsburg, Abacare Pregnancy Resource Center provides free and confidential medical services, including pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, and options education. Abacare includes a private consultation with a nurse where you can ask her any questions to help you make an informed decision. Call 304-726-6582 or visit abbacare.org. Abacare.org. Are you the kind of man who insists on seeing results? Well, I'm Lori from Bechtel Jewelers, and I have good news for you. When you surprise her with a Valentine's gift from Bechtel Jewelers, you're going to see the results you insist on. As soon as you hand her a little box from Bechtel Jewelers, you'll see her face soften. Her eyes will start to sparkle. Her mouth opens just a little bit. You hear that sweet inhale that says how surprised she is, and that's before she opens it. And when she does, you're going to feel those results. Her arms wrapped around you and a warm kiss. And you'll hear those results as she says, thank you. And I love you, honey. Yes, if you're one of those men who insist on seeing results, you'll see the results all right and you'll feel them and you'll hear them when your Valentine's Day gift is from Bechtel Jewelers, Route 11 South in Inwood. And by the way, our gifts start at just $25, gift wrap just the way women love. Come see us for her Valentine's gift and you'll see those results. The future doesn't wait. Why should you? Blue Ridge Community and Technical College offers over 60 degree and certificate programs in education, IT, culinary arts, engineering, and so much more. Small class sizes, flexible schedules with evening and online classes, affordable tuition, plus financial aid is available to those who qualify. Now you can go to college. Visit us online at blueridgectc.edu. That's blueridgectc.edu. Stop waiting and enroll today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you as always. We're getting some NFL news. Uh, Commanders coming out about a starting quarterback. Well, not necessarily coming out. John Keim of ESPN reports. According to sources, the Commanders will start Taylor Heineke at quarterback in Saturday, Sunday's regular season finale versus the Dallas Cowboys, a move that all but signals the end of Carson Wentz's tenure in Washington. Sources told ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Uh, rookie quarterback Sam Howell will finish the game per sources. So why not just start Sam Howell? Why not just start Sam Howell and 
now it makes you question even more why did you go back why you went to Carson Wentz if now you're going to just flip again on him and why you never even switched him during the game I know you're signaling money but first half he has two interceptions why didn't you just give up on him then why why'd you wait so long why'd you go back to him when you had a playoff spot on the line none of this makes any sense colin because now washington you're playing one of your biggest rivals maybe the biggest rival for the it's the the commanders right the cowboys Cowboys. don't view him the cowboys view the eagles whoa probably that's just how it is cowboys view the eagles as the bigger rival but it's okay um but you're playing your biggest rival for them, they're playing for seeding, and you're playing it like a preseason game. I don't mind starting Sam Howe, but the fact that you're going to play two quarterbacks guaranteed is just weird. And also, from a franchise overview of the team, what do you need to see from Taylor Heineke? But it is. Sam Howe might be the next great quarterback in the NFL, for all we know. We've never seen him play in a regular season game. And... Before his last year at UNC, he was viewed as the number one quarterback in the draft class. Then he had a down year for the Tar Heels, ended up falling in the draft, and a lot of people believe as a fifth-round pick was a steal. So if he really is that talented, I would let him play the whole four quarters because what do you have to lose there? Exactly. I'm right there with you, Nick. I'm right there with you. So I don't think it's good because the team's playing it like a preseason game against a team that you want to beat just to mess up their playoffs. And not only that, you know what Taylor Heineke is. It doesn't mess up their playoffs. Other than, it can mess it, up their seating slightly. A loss, I believe. It just, I think, doesn't give them the division. There's nobody in the wild card spot that can surpass right. them. Right. I understand that, but they could. Or they can't move down at all? No. But they could only move up. Yeah. So they, they can't could win the division if they, they can't win. So the they're going to start because they lost last week, because the Cowboys lost last week, right? No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. They are not going to rest their starters. No, they want to go yeah. for the division. So, they have a chance at the division right now if they win That's and why loses to the Giants. That's why I see Ron Rivera saying, we're going to start Heineke because the Cowboys aren't are going to start their starters too. So say heck with it, I guess. That's but, the only reason but why. seeing how, I mean, it's still going to be the starters later in yeah. the game. It just doesn't make sense. I agree. You got to go how. I agree, too. I'm seeing some stuff. Uh, Sam Howell is throwing to the likes of Terry Curtis and Dotson in this drill, a.k.a. the starting receivers. Yeah. Uh, this is for Pete ha- per Pete Haley, a video on Twitter. Um, do you keep them both next year? Do, well, do you keep Heineke, I guess. Obviously, you keep Howell. He's a rookie. On today the- is Wednesday, so it's the first on-field oh, practice of the week yeah. for the NFL. Uh, lost in the quarterback chaos, according to J.P. Finley, tweets 41 minutes ago. Lost in the quarterback chaos. The commanders only have two running backs to practice. No Brian Robinson, no Antonio Gibson. They've got Jonathan Williams and Jared Patterson yeah, practicing. They're going to set both of them out. There's no reason for them to play since they've been dealing with injuries. Yeah. I think you just go ahead and you throw Williams and uh, maybe Patterson in there. Uh, but in terms of the future for Washington at quarterback, I think – you could see them in a very similar situation to what Pittsburgh's doing, uh, where you have probably Heineke is Mitch Trubisky, and then like Howe is Mason Rudolph, even though... Oh, I was going to say Howe's <laughs> like Kenny Pickett, and then... No, Mason you're going to draft a quarterback Heineke. this year. If okay. you don't draft a quarterback in the first round, I don't yeah. know what you're doing if you're Washington. Yeah. You got to get rid of Wentz. Just swallow the money, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, leave them on the side of the curb for the XFL. <laughs> uh, somebody would pick him up as a backup, I would think. Do you go Derek Carr? No. He's not that The real question is, is the quarterback so the quarterback the draft, which Washington struggled with when it comes to – they've struggled with quarterbacks, you're, period, end of story. Yeah, most teams, unless Lamar Jackson's a free agent, which is not going to happen. Um, He's not going to be a free agent. He'll get traded at the We'll get to that in a okay. minute. Okay. But most teams, if you're, if you're picking up a quarterback in free agency, there's never been a really good quarterback in free agency except for once, Drew Brees, right? And he was having – several major injuries with the Chargers and he wasn't as good as what he became with the Saints until later so the only way to acquire these quarterbacks these are guys that are being let go for a reason because they can't win games and they can't win playoff games like if you think about the guys that have been let go over the years Jay Cutler he's been traded like he's not good Derek Carr is just average. Like you're not going to get the future of the franchise or a, a, yeah. a saving franchise player. You've tried that route before, Donovan McNabb. Like if a team's giving up on their starting quarterback, there's a good reason for it. You don't want them. So go let yes. Derek Carr be somebody else's problem if you're Washington, because you're just going to go through the same cycle of just being okay at the very best. But yeah. I don't know if I trust them with drafting a quarterback too. It's the best chance you have, right? Probably. To hit something, hit a diamond in the rough there in the first round, Tyson so. <laughs> Love to see that. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. They're not, t- um, not in the first round. So love to see him in the what the reports game. are from practice, which is contrary to the reports. Now, this is practice. This may be just see how things go. Uh, Sam Howell is taking the first team reps. Taylor he Heineke should. is taking the second team reps. So at that point, why don't you just play Sam Howell for the entire dang game? Yes, but also they don't need Heineke to take the first team reps because he's already had so many. He's been the starter for he didn't take him last week though. The season Carson Wentz took him. Last I know, but you get my point. I don't know, but uh, Howell is the one that needs the first. The other thing team I was going to say was Washington last time they drafted a quarterback, they did hit RG three was a hit. He just got injured, and then Kirk Cousins was a hit too. That so, was the same year. But well, you got to remember that's one. not the last time they drafted. I'm saying the like early in the draft. Well, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Unfortunate things happened with him. All right, so. uh, move on to the other team in the region. That would be the Ravens. Nick has a report from Rich Eisen that uh, you're, you're acting like I talked to Rich Eisen. It was on his podcast. <laughs> he did. No, I saw you talking. No, yeah, we he saw you on the phone with him. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I was talking to Rich. <laughs> that uh, that cool. uh, Rich Eisen reporting that he talked to the Ravens. What was it? The New Year's Christmas Eve game, right? Yes, it's the Browns or the Browns game. The Browns game, and that uh, Lamar was good to go for the Christmas Eve game. It wasn't Christmas Eve. He no. was good to go that week when they played Cleveland, which was Week 15. Whatever week that was. And he's still not before? playing. Yeah. What do we think here? Well, essentially, he's not playing until he's 100% is what Rich Eisen had gathered. Uh, but he could have played with a brace for the Cleveland game, and then they expected him to play the next week, and then obviously he hasn't played. So I think it's clear that the Ravens believe Lamar is able to play. Lamar does not believe he's able to play and is not willing to risk getting injured again and then, you know, potentially losing like any chance like at a Chase contract. Young. Yeah, it's very yeah. similar, I would say. So, um, 
I think it makes sense. It, it, look, if Lamar's not 100%, I don't want him out there either because I don't want him risking getting hurt long-term. I still like the guy even though he hasn't quite been as good as he was before the injury. But I also realize that if the Ravens have any shot in this postseason, they need Lamar Jackson, and they need Lamar Jackson at 100%. Um, because if you're looking at the quarterbacks in the AFC, which Rich Eisen went on to make this point as well, you know, you got Mahomes, you got Allen, you got Burrow, you got potentially Trevor Lawrence, you got Justin Herbert in. So, I mean, you're talking about five of the top ten quarterbacks in the league, or I'd say four of the top ten, and then you throw Lamar in there as well, he's still probably borderline top ten, if not top ten still. So, are all in the AFC and they're all in the playoffs. Um, it's a very tough run. So, if you're going to make any sort of run, you need Lamar Jackson playing. And Lawrence is probably the next great quarterback. The world was that? I might I might have breathed weird into the mic. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, it was what impressive because you did it like that? while you were talking. Yeah, so us off. that's what it sounded like. Or maybe like some wind came in through the window well, and only touched the mics. None of us felt yeah, it come through us into the mics. It's, it's it's a weird world that we live in, Colin. It was a ghost. Yeah. Apparently the Nationals are trending on Twitter. That's great. Is that a good they thing? They sell the team to Dan Snyder. Along with Jay Gruden. Them mixed together does not sound like a good thing. Also, Dwayne Haskins is trending. This is just things that are trending in your area. Yeah. It's uh, like a it's a new thing. Like I get that the Ravens are tw- trending. Obviously, the Ravens aren't trending nationwide. It's just like what's trending oh, they in, were, in your circle for, of uh, or discussion. It, I th- almost thought that they were maybe nationwide because I know they intentionally lit up a M&T bank yesterday, all blue for bills. Yeah, and I think I so just I saw sure I just saw a tweet that uh, I just saw a tweet that there's multiple teams around the league. Uh, I don't even know what they all are because you can't see the sa- stadiums. I think that might be M&T Bank. Yeah, that's M&T Bank. Lumen Field, that's uh, Seattle. Um, I can't see the other ones, but the NFL tweeted this out. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, delivered to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com or HancockChevy.com. For more, we'll be back after this two-minute break to wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. Talk Capitals and Wizards. This is Eric at Hancock Chevrolet. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click on it, and it shows up at your front door. At Hancock Chevrolet, it is that easy. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hancock Chevrolet will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time in a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Cumberland to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hancock Chevrolet absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HancockChevy.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want, and your new ride will be delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Service at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. The Wizards last night, uh, their five-game win streak came to an end as they took on the, once again, took on the Bucks. But a healthy Bucks. But a healthy Bucks team, and uh, Bradley Beal comes back for the Wizards, but not for long. He got hurt again. Yeah. So Giannis Antetokounmpo last night he proved why he was he's a two time MVP. Finished up with a career high fifty five points that helped power Milwaukee one twenty three one thirteen over the Wizards. Bradley Beal returned to the lineup after missing three games with that left hamstring injury. Excuse me. <laughs> But the same hamstring forced him to exit the game after just 13 minutes of action. Porzingis led the wave with 22 points. Kyle Kuzma had a run still able to get 20 points, but he went 10 of 28 from the field. Uh, the Wizards finish up their road trip in Oklahoma City Friday at 8 p.m. Um, what in the good world? Report. What? I said good sports report. What in the world? Why are you going to play Bradley Beal if he's just going to get hurt again? It they seems like it's happened he, twice or three times to be again. Hurt again. Yeah. But it happened like before, didn't it? You got to test it out somehow. The man cannot stay healthy. That yeah. is, is it time to let him go? Overpaid. Well, he's. I don't know how you would let him go because he's going to pick up a player that can't stay on the court that's, that's making true. as much money as Bradley Beal. So uh, it's a big issue there for the Washington Wizards moving forward. And you can't forget again about Spencer, the Bobby Portis revenge game. 17-13 off the bench for the box last night. Didn't he play in the game before that? Yeah, but he was waiting for his revenge game. It's been like three or four years since he played for the Didn't Wizards. he get traded to the Wizards? Yeah, they had him for like half a season. Yeah. I don't know why you call it a revenge game. Though. No, I was just making a joke because I remembered that he played for Washington. All right. That will... Capitals, before we hit the thing, the Capitals fell to the Sabres 5-4 in overtime. Alex Ovechkin scored two more goals. He's now got 28 on the season. Tage Thompson 
Uh, scored a hat trick, though, for the Sabres, including game-winning goal in overtime. The Caps are now 21-13-6. They return to action tomorrow at Columbus. They fall last night, but uh, in overtime, so they get a point. That will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Be sure to tune in to Shepard Women's Hoops, Men's Hoops, doubleheader starting at 5 p.m. with the pregame show. 5.30 tip-off for women, 7.30 for men's. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in sports coverage. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg.